blessed Sunday to you and yours, Pastor Shane here, Worship Without Walls. And I'd like to thank you all for joining me here on this blessed Sunday. I hope this finds you all healthy, safe, and well. And if not, then I hope the Lord shines down upon you and is gracious to you during these times of healing and of trial. And real quick, as I just got my boys again yesterday, and they brought me a Father's Day gift. And the first thing that was in it was this mug, which says, the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior, Jeremiah 20, verse 11. And it's a good reminder that no matter what we're going through, the Lord is with us as our strength, as our guidance, as our healer, and as our redeemer. That is a lesson that we should never forget in anything we're going through. Now let us pray. Oh God, sustain us in the complexity of our humanity as you sustain David, playing the harp of youth, throwing stones at giant problems, loving our friends beyond wisdom, dancing, worship, mourning children, breaking our hearts in songs, and longing for warmth in our old bones. Amen. We start off in our red hymnal, number 53, Great Things He Has Done. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. We continue on to number 94. I love you, O Lord. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I have seen you in this sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I love you, O Lord, my strength. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. I love you, O Lord, my strength. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation and my stronghold. I love you, O Lord, my strength. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O God, are loving. O God, you are my God, and earnestly I seek you. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God our Savior. Amen.
and amen. It's a little warm here this morning, but we will get through service. Our starting hymn is Precious Lord, Take My Hand. turn now into our blue hymnal and our affirmation of faith. We believe in Jesus Christ the Lord, who was promised to the people of Israel, who came in the flesh to dwell among us, who announced the coming of the rule of God, who gathered disciples and taught them, who died on the cross to free us from sin, who rose from the dead to give us life and hope who comes to judge and bring justice to victory. We believe in God, his Father, who raised him from the dead, who created and sustains the universe, 
who acts to deliver his people in times of need, who desires all men everywhere to be saved, who rules over the destinies of men and nations, and who continues to love men even when they reject him. We believe in the Holy Spirit, who is the form of God present in the church, who moves men to faith and obedience, who is the guarantor of our deliverance, who leads us to find God's will in the word, who assists those whom he renews in prayer, who guides us in discernment, and who impels us to act together. We believe that God has made us his people to invite others to follow Christ, to encourage one another to deeper commitment, to proclaim forgiveness of sins and hope, to reconcile men to God through word and deed, to bear witness to the power of love over hate, to proclaim Jesus the Lord over all, to meet the daily tasks of life with purpose, to suffer joyfully for the cause of right, to the ends of the earth, to the end of the age, and to the praise of his glory. Amen. And amen. We continue at 182, glory in the cross. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Father, glorify thy name. There came therefore a voice out of heaven, I have both glorified it, and will glorify it again. The multitude, therefore, who stood by and heard it, were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying, an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus answered and said, The voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world shall be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. For he was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. And people found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But may it never be that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. I turn now to Psalm 130, in the Bible that I had picked up from the thrift store, and the blessings that come from it that I can share with you all. Psalm 130. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor are my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me. I have stilled 
and quieted my soul like a weaned child, like a weaned child on its mother's lap. So is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord both now and forever. Amen. Amen. We continue once more with worship, with change my heart, O God. Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. continue in our hymnal with 403 a living hope therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exalt in hope of the glory of God and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. In the same way, God desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, 
interposed with an oath in order that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we may have strong encouragement. We who have fled for refuge in laying hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of our soul, hope both sure and steadfast, and one which enters within the veil where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever. Amen. And now let us pray. Friends in Christ, God invites us to hold the needs of our sisters and brothers as dear to us as our own needs. Loving our neighbors as ourselves, we offer our thanksgivings and our petitions on behalf of the church and the world. Now for all of those who have seen some of the posts this week, we put a post of prayer out there for those that were part of the condo claps in Florida. We put a post out there sharing for those that can tithe and that can help, that there's a family in need with a transplant needed, but they're trying to raise money for the stem cell research. So anyone who's following us on Facebook, please feel free to go check that out. And if you're able to donate, and if not, I just ask that we keep that family in prayer. We also have a sister that needs to have surgery on their ankle, which they broke. Surgery which isn't going to entail re-breaking everything and putting it back together with screws and plates. I ask that you keep this sister of ours in prayer this week. Not just prayer for the surgery, but prayer for the healing as well. Prayer for her family in need as the struggle comes into play. Lord, we ask that you not only look after those that we have spoke of this morning, but we ask that you look after the brother or sister on the other side of this screen or on the other end of this podcast listening. Lord, today we come to you and ask that you help bless this ministry and this church and help us share your word and your gospel throughout this land, spreading light, love, and hope in a time where darkness can take over and evil can lie to us because it feeds on our insecurities, on our doubts. Lord, we look to you today in prayer, in Jesus' name, for your help and your guidance. For the right time to come, that we, as your disciples, as your children, share your love to the world, your light. We ask that you hear our prayers, God of power, and through the ministry of your Son, Free us from the grip of the tomb, that we may desire you as the fullness of life and proclaim your saving deeds to all of the world. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Turn to 652 for comfort. <clears throat> Let not your hearts be troubled. 
Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That there I am with you, and you may also be. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. And he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that you share in our sufferings you will also share in our comfort. Amen. And amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we look to you and we ask that you keep us in your kingdom and that you remind us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. God of boundless generosity, as we offer our gifts and our lives to you, help us to hear and heed your Apostle Paul. We long to grow as disciples so that we grow in generosity. The abundance we've given has a purpose in your plan, that we might know the joy of sharing that abundance with those in need. We long for that vision of your kingdom. Where loving hearts bring a better balance between abundance and need, in the name of Christ, our teacher and redeemer, we pray. Amen. Let us turn to our first reading for the day from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Verses 7 through 15. Now, as you exile in everything, 
in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you. So we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for sakes, your sakes, he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. And in this matter I am giving my advice. It is appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something, but even to desire to do something. Now finish doing it, so that your eagerness may be matched by completing it according to your means. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need, so that their abundance may be for your need, in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one who had little did not have too little. Here ends the scripture reading from 2 Corinthians. Let us turn now to our gospel, the gospel of Mark, the fifth chapter, verses 21 through 43. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him, now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had. And she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware the power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? 
And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha, come, which means little girl get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age at this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that not one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Here ends the reading from the Gospel of Mark. And this brings me to Our scripture for today and our sermon of today apologize for misspeaking there and our sermon is entitled enthusiastic love now for any of you out there listening think about what enthusiastic love would mean to you as we go through things today, rethink about it and see if it changed anything. Because when I'm talking about something being enthusiastic, I'm talking about a passion, something burning inside of you that needs to be done. For a lot of us, we use our enthusiasm, our passion when it comes to work or the things we do in our lives, anything from gardening, to construction, to working on cars, cooking, being in the food industry. But how many of us can say that we openly express our burning passion for Christ? How many of us can say that we pour out the Holy Spirit from us to others every day of our lives? Or do we roll back into the way that the world sees things? Do we try to please the world or do we try to please Christ? 
Do we have that burning passion to do things even if it involves no compensation? Sadly, far too many in this world, if there's no price tag of compensation, it doesn't matter what the passion is, they don't indulge, they don't go forth and do it. And as I start by looking at 2 Corinthians, I can't help but look at verse 12. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has. Now, brothers and sisters, far too many of us feel ashamed, feel embarrassed when it comes to walking into a church building, when it comes to attending a church service, because we feel we don't have the means to tithe appropriately. But that means we're not passionate about it. We're not enthusiastic about what we're doing. We're just saying, here, this, this is it. This is all I have. Instead of saying, this is what I have in Christ Jesus' name, please let it become bountiful a thousand times over. But we're not talking about money all the time. Because we know that gifts from God don't always come in financial calculation. Gifts from God come in a spiritual calculation. Gifts from God come in the form of a beautiful singing voice. Talents to be able to cook that beautiful meal. The hand-eye coordination to play a sport. The coordination to play an instrument and make beautiful sounds. It doesn't come in the form of financial means all the time. Sometimes the poorest people that we look at in society and say, oh, why would anybody sit with them? They're poor. Christ Jesus would sit with them. We should sit with them, share a meal with them, offer them a meal, show them love and compassion. Our gift could just simply be being able to speak in front of crowds or to preach. To educate others. Be strong enough to stand up even through persecution. As we started with this scripture... We saw the Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthians saying that as they excel in everything, in faith, in speech, and in knowledge, and in utmost eagerness, in utmost passion, Paul is saying to the Corinthians, they want the same thing for the Corinthians. They want them to excel in speech, in knowledge, in the eagerness and the passion for the Lord. They want them to excel in the love of the Lord. You see, far too often we feel that our gifts are meaningless. 
because we allow self-doubt and evil to creep in. For many of us, we've already torn ourselves down and exited ourselves from the equation before we even tried. And while I say this honestly to you this morning, I also say that if you have eagerness, if you have passion, if you're excited about what you're doing, when you share this talent, this gift with others, your gift will be pleasing and it will be helpful. It will become that blessing to someone that you may never even see. And that's why I always say and preach to you brothers and sisters, never be ashamed of who you are as a child of Christ. But we had that comment in there about love and the passion of love. And we transition right now. When we talk about love, we have to go back to the Gospel of Mark. And we have to look at how Christ interacted. We see Christ in the beginning, coming back over the waters to the land, and one of the leaders of the synagogue approaches him and says, Please, my daughter is sick. Please come and help her. And now the first sign of love from Christ was that he didn't hesitate. He said, Take me to her. And he took his disciples with him. And he went forth to go and try to heal this child, this daughter of this leader. But then we see the hiccup along the way. We saw the love where he immediately said he'll go help. But what happened when he started to travel? But crowds of people engulfed around him because they wanted to see him. They wanted to hear him. They wanted to see what miracle he was going to do to heal this child. Now, how many of you have ever been out in big crowds? And I know we've had COVID, so big crowds may be very scary right now, and I understand that. In fact, it might change your reaction even more now. But what happens if someone bumps into you or brushes you or you feel someone touch you? Depending, you may not even know. If it's just they brushed your clothes, you may not even have noticed. But what happens if they bump into you? The least you're looking for is, I'm sorry, right? Because your space has been invaded. You bumped and clashed. But however, we see in this moment a woman who has been sick for years, blood hemorrhages, Doctors couldn't help her. And she had the faith and the love to know that if she just touched the cloak of Christ Jesus, she'd be healed. So we saw from the gospel today that that's exactly what she did. She touched that cloak and immediately she could feel in her body the healing power of Christ Jesus take over. 
But in that same token, that same moment, while she felt the healing power, Christ knew that someone touched him. The gospel says that Christ knew that power was withdrawn from him. We saw Christ look and say, who touched my cloak? Now, if you had had someone brush your pocket and you turned around and said, who touched me? It's going to come across angry, mad, like you're going to be violent towards them or have aggression, right? But this is where we see the best part of everything from the middle of this gospel reading. We see Christ say, who touched me? We saw the fear in this woman and this daughter, and this sister of Christ. As she approached him, and his words weren't of hate, his words weren't of evil, his words were of love. When he said, daughter, your faith has made you well, because she believed in her heart that he would heal her. She believed in her heart that he, she didn't have to touch his hand. He didn't have to speak to her. All she had to do is touch a piece of garment. And Christ tells her to go in peace and be cured of your disease, spreading love to her. Showing her by through love and through grace, we can heal anything in Christ Jesus. And see, one of the best lessons of this story is that Jesus didn't say, don't touch me. He didn't say, get out of here. Who are you? He accepted the woman as she was because she came to him faithfully, believing. He showed and bestowed kindness to her, love to her, because that is who Christ Jesus is. Christ Jesus is the man, he is the Lord made flesh, who came and shows you and I, brother and sister, the same kindness and the same love, day in and day out. He says, child, I know what you've been through. I know what you've done. But if you have faith in me like this woman has had faith, where you believe that through me, healing can take place. That we are healed by his love. I know that we can't physically reach out and touch his cloak like she did. But we can have that faith that she had. We can have that love in our hearts and that burning, enthusiastic compassion. Because what we don't realize is it's got to burn within. That ember, that flame has to be within your heart. That you wake up in the morning and the first thing you want to do is read and do your devotional. Now, yes, I know for a lot of us, the first thing we need to do is grab our cup of coffee 
and then sit and do our devotional. I understand that. But we want to be connected with Christ. We want to read and be embraced in the gospel of our Lord. We want to feel that power, that passion, that love. We want to have that burning desire to be the disciple now, living our lives as Christ lived his, giving us the example in the good book, in the gospel of who we are in him. Don't allow those self-doubts, that evil thoughts, and that hate to take over. The other day, I actually saw that scientifically, the reason why hate takes over easier is because it's like an adrenaline rush to that place. And realistically, it takes work to overturn that. But we start the work right here through the gospel and through the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. In a world full of hate, be a light. And yes, that is part of a Thomas Rhett song. But it couldn't hold more true right now. So brother and sister, as I'm looking to you today... I'm looking to you to let that burning passion, that enthusiasm, that eagerness of love for others be present in your life. And when I say that eagerness, that burning passion of love for others, I don't just mean the love for those who you relate with. If you won't sit down with the beggar, and how do you say your love is like Christ Jesus? If you won't sit with the sinner and talk about the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, then how can you say that you have the love of Jesus Christ? Christ gives his love to you unconditionally. However, you can't say that you express his love to others if you won't sit down with those that he would sit with. Have that enthusiasm, have that light, that love to go about your day. Go forth, share that passion, share that willingness, that eagerness to love others, just as Christ has loved others. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, we ask that you continue to show us and guide us through the teachings of your Son, Jesus Christ, as well as those teachings we saw through the Apostle Paul when he talked about faith, when he talked about fairness of those who have abundance, sharing with those that are in need, so that none has too much and none has too little. Lord, we come to you and we ask that you continue to teach us and guide us in these ways, that you light that flame within us and burn that passion so that we can show enthusiastic love just as Christ did for us when he died on the cross to save us from our sins and grant us eternal life in your heavenly kingdom.
Through this, in Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Amen. Our final song for worship is Take My Life and Let It Be.
Now let us pray. Companion in life and death, your love is steadfast and never ends. Our weeping may linger with night, but you give joy in the morning. Touch us with your healing grace, that restored to holiness, we may live out our calling as your resurrection people. Amen. Now, before we end this morning, I just wanted to give a couple of announcements. For those who are watching on video and not on podcast, the shirt I'm wearing, the mug, it all comes from our store, our spring store, where the link will be shared as well with the videos. But through that store, helps the church tithe, helps the ministry give back. I also will be posting on our Facebook and hopefully on our Instagram. I have devotional journals, 21 day, so many day journey books that I'm going to be gifting to those who are interested. All I ask is that you please reach out, whether you comment on the post or if you hear this on the podcast and you feel like emailing the church, please don't hesitate to contact us. Prayer requests, anything. That's how we're here for. If what you're seeing, what you're hearing benefits you, maybe it can benefit someone else as well. Please don't hesitate to share our ministry with others. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior, may we be able to reach people who need to hear the word of Christ, who want to be part of this. Just as you are, brother or sister, listening right now. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and grant you peace. Go in peace, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen and amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts? possibly women's leggings, then look no further than checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores, backslash worship, dash without, dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.